Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it, back at it again. Again, your boy's back at it. You know what I'm saying? And it is time to talk Jets. we got a lot to discuss. A lot of things going on with the New York Jets, man. <laughs> a lot of news has come about. The New York Jets had a senior bowl. They're looking at different guys. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot of you know, players really putting on right now as well in the senior bowl. Uh, you got a lot of comments as well coming out of the senior bowl, particularly from Robert Sella, Makai Becton, going to be competing for that left tackle position. You heard it right, competing for the starting job, all right? Not automatically going to be given to him. We'll be talking about that tonight. We'll also be talking about other things going on with the Jets roster. There's been a retirement. It's a lot of talk, a lot of things moving on the coaching staff as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. I'm fired up, all right? I'm fired up, man. You can also catch your boy on iTunes. Can you go on iTunes, please? Look up Long Beach Joe on iTunes, all right? Once you see that, click that subscribe button, follow your boy on iTunes, follow the podcast on there. Also, give me some feedback. You know what I'm saying? Give me some feedback. Give me a five-star rating. Let me know what's going on. Let me know how you feel about the show. I want to thank everybody that does that. I'm also on Twitter as well, at YoungJ000. The show's page as well is at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe. You know what I'm saying? Go on over there. Follow both of those pages. Hit me up. Talk to me about everything. People hit me up about the Jets. They want to go back and forth. I'm on there. I'm all about that as well. And if you're listening to this voice, this, this great voice that I have, right, and you want to see this handsome face that is behind the voice, okay? I have a face made for TV, people, okay? All right? If you want to see me, come on over to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? Go there. Subscribe. You'll see other content that I put up as well. But we live stream the radio shows. We live stream the radio shows through YouTube. So if you want to catch the show live, if you want to be able to call in and talk to your boy live on the show, subscribe, hit that bell, turn on your notifications, and you'll get all of my content. You'll be in the know. When I post something, you will know what's going on. You will absolutely know. So, again, I want to thank everybody for hitting that up. And as well, please, if you'd like to as well, my link tree is posted all over the place. Salutes to all the savages. Hey, hit that link tree. Join my Discord as well. That keeps it, people in contact with me too. You know what I'm saying? I got to put that out there. My mind's been getting after me. <laughs> hit my Discord. You know what I'm saying? Join my Discord. Become a part of what we're doing over there. We're having a lot of fun. We joke. We laugh. We go back and forth. You know, things are being posted all the time in there. Different people. Please hit that Discord link. Join my Discord. You know what I'm saying? Go in there and have some fun with everybody. So now with that put to the side, we have quite a bit to discuss, all right? 
We have quite a bit to discuss. There's been some movement along the New York Jets coaching staff. We're going to start with that. Okay. Matt Cavanaugh, as we all know, he was brought in to replace Greg Knapp. You know, once Greg Knapp passed away, untimely situation. Rest in peace to Coach Knapp. So he was the guy that kind of, you know, was brought in. He was the if though de facto kind of quarterbacks coach. The New York Jets are moving on from him. He will not be returning in 2022. And neither will John Beck as well. John Beck was also brought in. He was a guy that worked with Zach Wilson. That was Zach Wilson's personal coach. He worked with him directly. He won't be back as well. And they're going to increase the role of Rob Calabrese. And him and Mike LaFleur is going to be working with the QBs. So we'll see them, you know, intensely working with Zach Wilson. And I look at this situation and I say to myself, <laughs> I think this is solid. This is a solid move for the Jets that they feel comfortable going forward with just those voices in the room. Now, they're still looking for a quality control guy. But if they feel like those two voices is what Zach Wilson needs, thumbs up, let's do it. I just want to make sure that we're doing what it takes to ensure that Zach Wilson is put in the best position to succeed. That's all I want. Now, I know there were some Jets fans that felt like they should have brought back John Beck and that maybe, you know, John Beck again, because John Beck is going to go into this offseason. He's going to work with Zach Wilson individually as well. He's not going to stop being his personal quarterbacks coach. But a lot of them were saying, well, why, why didn't, can't they just bring him back next season? And I was thinking if the Jets do that, I could see the NFL going after them for trying to circumvent the CBA. Okay, because, again, if John Beck was a part of the Jets coaching staff, he would not be able to work with Zach Wilson in the offseason. He can't do that. He can only work with him in season if he's part of the staff. Well, if you let him walk and you allow him to train Zach Wilson in the offseason and then you bring him back and you sign him before the season starts, I could see the NFL knocking on the Jets' door immediately. You know, that's just what happens to us. We've seen it before. You know, there's other teams that can get away with stuff like that. <laughs> We've seen that too, right? We've seen teams get away with different things around this league. But the Jets, I feel like we would not get away with something like that. So I think the New York Jets truly are just moving on from him. And, again, having Mike LaFleur and Rob Calabrese there, I think will be good to go. Because, again, Mike LaFleur, we've seen him be unbelievable. Booth LaFleur, that guy is, is undefeated. <laughs> okay? Booth LaFleur is one heck of a play caller. And he knows what he needs to know, and he can definitely, you know, train up a QB. And, and it's big. It's very big, and I think a lot of Jets fans don't understand how big it is to have the right voices around a young quarterback, okay? Look no further than the New York Jets issues grooming and maturing young quarterbacks. Look no further than that for that to explain to you what the issues were, because guess what? Not having the right, you know, voices in a young quarterback's ear can send them down a really bad path. And we've seen that here with the Jets. Todd Bowles and Jeremy Bates. Sam Darnold was our, was our franchise quarterback. He was everything. We, he fell to us in the draft. We got the guy, and we never gave him the right coaching. Started off Todd Bowles with a bunch of different offensive coordinators. Jeremy Bates was in that mix as well. We got rid of Todd Bowles and Jeremy Bates. Then we said, hey, we got to make sure – that Sam has the right guy. We got to make sure that Sam is put in a position where he can succeed, that he has a coach that he can lean on when times get tough, that he can come in, be a young quarterback, and grow with. 
that he can come in and absolutely take Sam to the next level. And what we did was so egregious and so unbelievable that it just it, it collapsed this franchise down there, okay? We brought in Adam Gaze and Dowell Logan to continue to move forward. <laughs> My goodness. We brought in Adam Gaze and Daryl Logan. We handed, we handed our franchise crown jewel, okay? We handed at the time the guy that we thought was going to be leading us for the next 20 years. We handed Sam Darnold to those two coaches. Let's just call them that. <laughs> we handed that to them. And that was one of the worst things we could have ever have done. There was no way that Sam Darnold was ever going to be successful with Adam Gaze and Dara Lawkins. There was just no way. We killed any chance of him being successful here, any chance, by giving him those two guys to work with. Just egregious. Now, if you look at other places around this league, right, you, can, you don't even have to look outside of our division. You look at the Bills. What the Bills have done with Josh Allen, they put the right guys around him, They've had the right coaching staff around him that's been able to work with him. From the time that Josh Allen has come into this league, there was a big question mark surrounding him, his accuracy, his footwork, all those things. They all, everybody said, hey, this kid has a howitzer of an arm. Oh, he can launch the football everywhere. But uh, we don't know if he's going to get there accurately. We don't know where the football is going to go. Okay? But we know he can get it there. But uh, it's all over the place. Well, guess what? They got guys to surround him to help him with his mechanics, to help him with his accuracy, to help him understanding the playbook, all those things, to help him to, to put an offense around what he does best to fit his skill set. And boy, oh boy, did things turn around. Things turned around a lot for him. As a matter of fact, about season ago, two seasons ago, one season he went from a quarterback that was kind of, eh, to an MVP candidate. And if you asked him what changed, he will say, and he talked about it, the, the MVP candidate year, he said he turned the corner because he got with the right coaches. Again, they kept coaching him. He had the right coaches in his ear. He worked with his own personal QB coach. They helped him fix his mechanics. He started to understand the game a bit more, started to feel more comfortable and settled within the offense. They started putting things around him to help him as well, and then boom. It was a completely different quarterback. And now we see what Josh Allen is doing in this league. He's lighting folks up, okay? He played extremely well this year, too, extremely well. They took a loss to the Chiefs now, but that wasn't because Josh Allen was playing bad. He did his thing. And they're going to be competing for years to come because of what they've done with Josh Allen. So I think that we have the right voices around Zach Wilson. I think we'll be okay. But I just want to show Jets fans the impact of that. I truly want to show the, 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 Jets, the impact, uh, Jets fans the impact of having the right voices around our, our young quarterback here, Zach Wilson. It's huge. It truly is huge within the quarterback development. Now, next thing we're going to talk about, and then we're going to get to the lines again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in, taking all callers. We'll get to you folks in just a second. I just want to cover Makai Beckton. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. This this news came out and it it it, it got pretty hot early. All right. Now, of course, Sulla, the staff, and everybody's down there at the Senior Bowl. 
they're getting a good look at these young kids that's coming out, you know, from tight ends to offensive line. We're seeing all. We're seeing a lot of things coming out of the practices. And Sola was approached by the media, and they started talking to him about different things. And one of the things that he said is that uh, Makai Becton is going to have to compete for the starting left tackle spot. Now, for some of you that don't remember Makai Becton, Makai Becton, great left tackle that we drafted. Um, you know, first year, he was nicked up from time to time. He missed, I want to say, about four to maybe five games being nicked up. There was a lot of issues, shoulder. There were some shoulder issues. He had some breathing issues in one game as well that sat him down. But let me tell you something. When Makai Beckham was on the field, he was playing and healthy. That guy was elite. He was elite. Even a lot of these other, you know, analysts, former offensive linemen as well, Damian Woody talked about him. This, that guy was playing at an unbelievable level. He truly was. And some people thought that year that he was the best offensive player that the New York Jets have. He was playing that dominantly. We saw him really put on against some of the best pass rushers in the league the year that he was healthy or the year that he, you know, when he was healthy and on the field that year. All right. That was big as well. But he missed, you know, again, those games. The next year, you know, this past year, we were hoping that he would come in. And a lot of people were saying that Nako Makai is we want to see him be healthy for a full year. That's what we want to see. If he can do that, man, we're going to be good to go. If he can stay healthy this full year, it's going to be good to go. Well, week one, he gets Greg Van Roten thrown into the back of him, dislocates his kneecap, and that dream is done. <laughs> that dream was done. All right. We were all hoping to see him come back. The timetable initially was somewhere between four to six weeks. That got extended. Seemed like the, the knee wasn't healing up well. He also had orthotropic surgery as well to clean up some issues with the knee cartilage. And then the time just kept getting extended. We thought he would come back towards the end of the season. That never happened. He actually ended up, you know, not playing at all for the rest of the season. Now, in the time that, that Makai Becton has not been playing, George Fett moved over to that left tackle spot. Morgan Moses took over the right tackle spot, which he initially was, got beat out for by George Fant. George Fant at the left tackle spot played solidly for us. He did. Played solidly this year. And Sulla, you know, according to reports and everything he said during these interviews with the media, he feels like George Fant, you know, that, that, that effort, all the things that he did this year shouldn't go to waste that he should be able to step out there and, you know, still be able to compete or play in that left tackle position. So he's going to have Makai Beckton go out there and compete with him. And there's now, again, there's been a lot of rumors swirling as well. There's been rumors swirling, and take these with a grain of salt. Take these with a grain of salt because, again, we know that nothing leaks out of the Jets' facility. There's been rumors swirling that the New York Jets have been frustrated with Makai Beckton because of, you know, the way that the injury was handled. Some people, again, some of these rumors are saying that, you know, he didn't rehab the way he should have, and that's what the issue was. Some people are also talking about his weight. His weight has been a big thing since we drafted him. Even before we drafted him, his weight was a big concern. But a lot of people have also constantly brought up his weight in the past. This last season coming into the season, or his last offseason coming into the season, a lot of people talked about his weight as well, but he was in shape. I know a lot of people just like to throw that out there, but he was in shape coming in th this offseason. We saw videos. We saw pictures. We saw him walking around. He was more cut this year. He looked thinner and more in shape this year than he did his rookie year. 
So people constantly are talking about his weight, that his weight was an issue. That's a rumor swirling around there. There's a lot of things going on. But I'll tell you what, he's going to be competing according to Sella. I'm thinking that, again, I have no issues with competition in every position. No problem at all. Everybody should be fighting for a spot on this roster. Nothing should be guaranteed to anybody. So that I will, I absolutely am with. I think that part of this was to light a fire under Mekhi Becton. I don't know if Sella is frustrated with him. I don't know if the franchise is frustrated with him. I don't know. But I think some of this was to light a fire under him, okay, for whatever reason. But let me tell you something. If Mekhi Becton is fully healthy, if he's fully healthy coming into this offseason and they go into camp and do their things and they compete, I think hands down that Mekhi Becton is going to win the left tackle position. I'm just being completely honest. And we're going to talk about that tonight. I think that Mekhi Becton, when fully healthy, is, on an, is an elite left tackle in this league. He truly is. And I think he'll win the left tackle position. And uh, George Fant will be right back at left tackle. But, again, rumors are swirling. And according to Tony Pauline, some of his – you know, sources have said that the New York Jets have told George Fant that the left tackle position is his job to lose. <laughs> That's according to Tony Pauline. He said that the left tackle position is George Fant's job to lose. And also the New York Jets are looking to extend George Fant as well because after this year, his deal is up. So there's a lot of things swirling, a lot of rumors swirling. We're going to talk about that again. Call in 515 515- Six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. We are taking all callers. We're going to be talking about the offensive line tonight as well. You know for sure we're going to be talking about my dude Elijah Vera Tucker. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm a homer. I'm just saying if you need a lineman, go to USC. That's all I'm saying. Just go to USC. You need a lineman, go to USC. Everything will be taken care of. You ain't going to have to worry about too much. You know what I mean? Everything will get fleshed out. You won't have no issues. They take care of business. So, salute so to all the savages in the chat. You know, we'll come to you as well if y'all got questions. Salute to my guy, Straight 100 Jets, J. Cole, Shonen King, Kevin Ramos. You know what I'm saying? All my guys, NY Jets FL, salutes to you as well. Jay Johnson, what's good? All my savages, all right? Y'all want to know why I call them savages? Because they are savage. Nobody is safe, not even me. Not even me. So now we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. First, I want to go to, I think it's my guy, Jacob. Jacob, we're coming directly to you. D. Rusty Steve, hold on a second. We'll get to all of y'all. I'm going to my guy, Jacob, first. You know what I'm saying? Because this guy knows what's going on. Jacob, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Jacob, give me your thoughts, man. Makai Becton competing for a left tackle position. What do you think that this is all about, man? Do you think Sella is just trying to light a fire into him? Do you feel like the franchise is kind of, you know, upset with him? What do you think is going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Joe? Nice to talk to you again. And I think it's definitely like what you were saying, just trying to lay a little bit of a fire under him to sort of give him a sense of urgency. Like, all right, I got to, you know, I really have to come back now and play better than I did before because according to what everyone's saying, this is not my job to lose anymore. It's George Vance. And so Mm. at the end of the day, I think if he is healthy, I think he will end up winning that starting job. Um, But 
I mean, I guess you never really know. If George Fant really outperforms him in training camp and everything, then I, you got to give it to the best, you know, whoever the best man is, you got to give it to him. And George Fant obviously had a, you know, a phenomenal year. And so if it ends up being him who was the better left tackle, then, I mean, whoever they feel like is going to give us the best chance to win and the best, you know, protection for Zach Wilson on the left side, I'm totally good with whoever that is who ends up being that better guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm with that as well. Whoever wins it, but for me, I think that if Makai Beckton is healthy, I think he takes the left tackle, left tackle position. What do you think about that, man? Do you think that George Fant could actually beat out Makai Beckton and keep that, keep the, keep the starting position there? It's really tough. I feel like there really is a shot because George Fant, like people aren't talking about him enough. He had a like a phenomenal season. Um, I was mm-hmm. surprised, like. I would go as far to say I was surprised he didn't get, like, any second-team all-pro votes at all because he was, like, that good if you look at the grades, um, you know, for him, both pass and run blocking. He was phenomenal. So there's obviously a chance, but I don't see him losing his spot on the O-line, like, as a guarantee. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I do think Makai Becton's going to end up being the left tackle. But if we end up drafting, drafting like, an Evan Neal or a – Kamekwanu, then it gets really interesting about who's going to play left tackle, who's going to play right tackle, and then does the third guy slide into right guard? Do they ride the bench? What's yeah. it going to be like that? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be very interesting as well, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But you talked a little bit about other positions on the on the offensive line as well, and I think for me, a big spot that I think people are looking at is right guard because there's such a question mark there, especially yeah. with Cam Clark requi- uh, retiring due to his injury. What are your thoughts about oh, yeah. retiring? And how do you think the New York Jets are going to shore that right guard position up? Do you think they go in free agency? Do you think that they'll, you know, try to shore it up in the draft? What do you think they do there? Yeah, first of all, I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear Cameron Clark's doing okay and that he's, you know, I totally get him having a retired neck injury, but arguably the most serious injury in football. Um, when it comes to, you know, risking a chance of being able to walk again, uh, I would say that's a pretty good yep. reason to retire. Um, so yeah. I'm just glad to hear he's okay and that, you know, nothing too serious happened to him and I'm wishing him all the best, um, you know, in the future. But, you know, for me, for the right guard, my gut is telling me that it's going to be somebody in free agency um, just because, you know, we have a lot of money to spend and I feel like Joe Douglas is going to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, now, do I know who that guy is going to be? No, I don't. But, um you know, if it does happen in the draft, I could see it being in maybe the second round if, like, a Kenyon Green falls to the second round, which I think is highly unlikely. Um, but if that, you know, were to happen, then I could see that happening. Or just somebody on, uh, you know, middle of day two, maybe day three, um, being like a depth guy there. But I really feel like the starting right guard is going to be somebody we sign at free agency. Mm-hmm. So when you look at – because you talk about free agency, and I think that there's some guys that could be out there as well that could fill that right guard position. And one of those guys that a lot of people are talking about is Brandon Sheriff. What are your thoughts about mm. him? Is that a guy that you think the New York Jets should be interested in bringing in? Um, to be honest, I don't know too much about him. I know he's a fantastic guard, but I'm not really sure mm. what his situation is looking like in terms of age because if he's on the older side of 30 um, – probably not going to happen for us as a rebuilding team. We're not trying to bring in guys who are on, you know, the upper side of 30. 
Um, but, I mean, if the right fit and we can get him for the right price, I know he's a very, very good guard, and I would, I would have no complaints bringing him in. Um, I think, really, if we can get a healthy Makai Becton plus getting a guy like Brandon Sheriff in there, I mean, we're talking about one of the better O-lines in the league, I feel like, in just three years of having Joe Douglas. So I wouldn't have any complaints about that. Um, you know, I feel like another guy who we could maybe see is if we were to draft Tyler Linderbaum and we wanted to move Connor McGovern to right guard, I could definitely see yep. that because he did play right guard and more of his time in uh, Denver on the Broncos. He didn't really play center that much. Um, so mm-hmm. I could definitely see that as a possibility as well because, you know, Joe Douglas is a big trench guy. He loves to go in the trenches with some of his draft picks in the earlier rounds. Um, so I can definitely see that as another possibility. There's just there's a lot of different possibilities. So, um, you know, I trust them to make the right decision there. Yeah, I, I do as well. And, again, Brandon Sheriff is a guy. He's 30 uh, at this time. I think he might be 31 by the time the season starts or gets underway. But he's a guy that I could see the New York Jets bringing in, but he does have an injury history. That's what he does have. So okay, kind of got to be aware of that because we're dealing with these, you know, other issues as well. People are – are banging on Makai Beckton constantly again, even though Greg Van Roten got thrown into the back of him this year, you know? So, yeah. but again, like you said as well, there's some, there's some guys, and I talked about that too, drafting Tyler Lindebaum and moving Connor McGovern over to right guard, I think for us would be a solid move because again, like, I don't know where people got this whole, yeah, I don't know where people got this whole that, uh, you know, that, that Connor McGovern was a top ten center. I don't know where people got that. Yeah, or, or what's I'm not sure what people there's in a there watching. <laughs> I, I don't get it. It's just like if you're telling me that Connor McGovern's a top ten center, but we have the 27th ranked rushing offense in this league, something something's not adding up here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just if, saying, if Connor McGovern is a top right. ten center, then I can go in there and be a top fifteen center. <laughs> but, you know, and I respect everybody, but it's just like, you know, something's going on here. You know, you got George Fant on the left side. He plays solidly. You got Elijah Vera Tucker, who's very good. And then you got Connor McGovern, that you guys are saying a top 10 center, but we've only had a 100 yeah. yard rusher once this season. Something, Something's off here. Something, something's going on. So, you know, for me, it's like, uh, yeah, that, that, that situation needs to be addressed. And I think moving him over into guard, like you said as well, because that was one of the things that was talked about when Connor McGovern was brought in was his versatility. He could play guard, right guard, and center. So I think that's something we need to do as well. Now, for you, when you look at this offensive line too, what do you think is the strong point of this offensive line? What do you think is the strongest position on this offensive line? Um, it's going to be between a healthy Makai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker is phenomenal this season. I'm so, so happy with that pick. I think it was you could argue he was the second-best rookie offensive lineman this year behind uh, Creed Humphrey, who was another guy who I wanted them to draft last year, but obviously didn't happen. Um, but, I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker was phenomenal. He w- didn't get hurt, so he stayed on the field, played phenomenal at left guard, um, and he looked like a veteran out there. So I'm very, very pleased with both healthy Makai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker, and along with George Fan. George Fan had a great year, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on with Zach Wilson. There are some coaching staff changes that's been going on as well that's going to affect him. 
What are your thoughts about the New York Jets letting Matt Cavanaugh and John Beck, you know, walk off into the sunset and then going forward with Rob Calabrese and Mike LaFleur just kind of being the guys dealing with Zach Wilson and his development? Are you all right with that? Yeah, you were talking a little bit um, about how it didn't seem like we really had a choice with John Beck. It's like you could get in some serious Mm -hmm. trouble, which I'm not really aware of how those rules work. I'm not much of an expert when it comes to that field. Um, So I guess that's good to know because I was questioning a little bit why not bring him back. He seems like he can only help Zach Wilson's cause. But if that's one of the rules, then uh, I see why we're not bringing him back. But, you know, I do have trust in Mike LaFleur now. At the beginning of the year, I was – it was a little sketchy because, um, you know, down on the field, Mike LaFleur was clearly a different coach and coordinator than Booth Mike LaFleur. Uh, you know, I don't know what that has to do with, but um, I was a little skeptical of him at first. But, you know, in the second half of the year, I thought his play calling was a lot better. Um, and it, you know, translated to the game. Zach Wilson didn't turn the ball over nearly as much. Um, yeah. you know, we were having success keeping up with some of the better teams in the league. We, I don't, nobody's really talking about it. I know we only had four wins this year, but two of them were against the number one seed in the AFC and the AFC champions. So that's something to look forward to, uh, you know, as well. Um, yeah, I think I do have trust in Mike McFloor and Rob Calabrese going forward. Um, you know, and I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. You know, again, like you said, I think Mike LaFleur and Rob Calagrisi being in there, I think it's going to be big for Zach Wilson. Not too many, you know, voices in the room. They're going to be able to really lock in this year and, you know, have, help him take a, the big step forward that we all want to see him take. I truly think that. I think he, he's gotten, like you said as well, towards the end of the season, we saw him get really comfortable within the offense, and we started to see more and more flashes. We started to see a lot of him taking care of the ball better as well. I don't think he had an interception the last, what, five games, I think it was, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, Four or five games. Yeah, something like that, the, the last game. And that's, and that's big because, again, he's a young guy still trying to feel his way out, and I think next year is going to be the year where we really see him take a step forward. And we've seen the flashes. He's got the arm. You know, he can move. We saw him move outside the pocket, evade, rushers, all kind of things. We just need to see him, you know, put things together a bit more. And I thought we started to see that going towards the end of the season. Now, my final question for you, Jacob, before I let you go is, Tom Brady officially retires. Are you happy that that guy's out of the league and him torturing the Jets is over? That's over, man. No longer will he have access to our mentals. He is gone. Are you happy about it? Hey, I got, I got to tell you when, you know, just thinking about it over the, you know, the past however many years where people are thinking like, you know, it's got to be soon. I don't know if he's going to play another year. You can play five more years, whatever. I thought it was going to be a lot more exciting for me. And, you know, as happy as I am that, you know, we don't have to you know, deal with him anymore. As a fan of football, as much as I disliked him on the Patriots, the game of football is not the same without him on the field. It's just not. He's, mm. I mean, as much as I hate to say it because, you know, I just so hate Patriots players, he's <laughs> the greatest quarterback of all time, undoubtedly yeah. the greatest quarterback of all time. He's, I mean, there's really no argument to be made. Um, but, you know, I guess we can now say we really have a chance to win the Super Bowl in a way without him getting in our way anymore, which, you know, who who knows how long until we even get there, but – you know, now when we do get there at some point, we know we're not going to have to go through him anymore, which I guess is a positive thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, look, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, watching Mo Lewis, you know, hit Bledsoe. And I, at the time, was like, wow, good hit, Mo. But let me tell you, that opened up a rain, <laughs> a rain of terror and just things driving me mad, the Patriots, just all the things that Tom Brady was able to do with them. And then to watch him go on and win with the Bucks, it was like, wow, this guy just, he doesn't take ill, you know? He just keeps moving, keeps winning, keeps doing his thing. And I wish him nothing. Yeah, I wasn't best, alive when that hit happened. Oh, it was ugh, it was so brutal. Jacob, let me tell you something. <laughs> Watching it, it was like, wow, that was a good hit there. But the years to follow were brutal. Were you regretting Jacob, that? They years? were brutal. Oh, was I? Was I regretting them? It was bad. But <laughs> listen, Jacob, I want to thank you for calling in. It was a great time speaking to you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? Yeah, absolutely. All right, you have a good one. All right, you too. Listen, Jacob calling in, man. You know, we're going to be talking about that as well. Tom Brady officially retires. Jeez Louise. Oh, that was that was a long, miserable time dealing with him in the AFC East. Oh, it was awful. I'm telling you, it was awful, man. The Super Bowls, the Bilicek, and the, the offenses and him just being able to do whatever with nobody. I mean, it's the, the quick throws, never being able to get to him, him just having our number constantly, man. Oh, that was so bad. I wish, again, I wish him nothing but the best. Tom is, is a great quarterback, you know. There was a lot of other things that went on as well, cheating scandals, deflate gates. Yeah, we all know about those things. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to. Not gonna not talk about those, but we he dominated the AFC East uh, for years, division title after division title. It was awful, man. It was awful. I'm so glad to see him gone. Next, we need Bilicek to get out of here, and then you know things will really start looking good for us. So we're gonna get back to these lines again: five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. We're talking offensive line. We're talking We're talking Zach Wilson. We're talking Joe Douglas. We're talking free agency. We're talking about it all. Next, I'm going to my guy, D. I think this is my guy, D, from Brooklyn. D, salutes to you, my man. How are you feeling tonight? Give me your thoughts about Makai Becton competing for this left tackle position, man. What do you make of this? What do you make of this, D? What's good, Big Joe? What's going on, man? Oh, you said from Brooklyn. I was like, oh, it must be another D because I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> oh, my bad. Whoa, whoa, my bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a second because I know, you know, I know how you get. I know how you what get. What more do you want from me? I don't want no issues. Let me back that up. Let me slow up. Let me pump my brakes. You know what I'm saying? I'm going too fast. Let me reintroduce you. This is my guy, D, from the Bronx. From the Bronx, okay? All right, listen, Brooklyn dudes, don't come after me. Bronx guys, don't come after me. You know what I'm saying? I already know what it's like. I got homeboys in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I don't want no issues, all right? Okay, oh, I don't want no issues, all right? This is my guy, D, from the Bronx. Salutes to you, D. I want to thank you for calling in. Give me your spiel. Give me your thoughts about what's going on with Makai Beckton right now, man. 
I, I mean, they got to leave Makai alone, man. They got to leave him alone. I think he'll be all right. Uh, it's good that they put the pressure on him. But come on, this fan had half of a good season. All of a sudden, mm. they want to extend him. No. Makai should be starting. Hopefully, if he comes in shape, but I'm glad they did what they did, threatening him, mm-hmm. threatening his, his position. Mm. I, I, you know, I look at it like this as well, and we talked about it. It's competition in every position. I understand that. I get it. I'm with it. I think that there's a lot of things, you know, especially a lot of people in the fan base that I think are going really hard on Makai Becton right now about the injury stuff. Again, that that getting getting Greg Van Roten thrown into the back of you would hurt you as well. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> that would hurt I mean, anybody. I, but I do. I didn't understand how Van Rotten reasserted himself. Go ahead. I didn't understand how how Van Rotten got thrown from the right side to the left side anyway. Man, terrible. Listen, Van Rotten is awful. Okay, he was awful, and I'm glad that we're going to move on from him and not have him playing. But, again, Beck, uh, going back to Beckton, I think that him competing for the left half position, if he's healthy, I think he takes it. I truly do. And, I, and it's no disrespect to George Fant. I just think that Makai Beckton is just that good of a left tackle. He's unbelievable yeah. there, man. So I look he, at it like that. He is. Do there. Now, now, when you look at Cam Clark, Cam Clark is out of here now due to his injury. He's decided to hang it up and retire. What are your thoughts about him in this right guard position now that's really wide open? It's a question mark there. A lot of people had Cam Clark kind of picked to take that right guard position this, this upcoming season. Now that he's gone, what do you think the New York Jets do there, man? Um, honestly, I, I'm looking at the, the free agent list. I, you know, I think Sheriff, I think he'll get too much money. He's always injured. That's for one. But take a look mm. at, uh, at the um, Daniels from Chicago is a free agent, mm. and I, I think he's really good. I think okay. he's really good. If we have we have to overspend for him a little bit, I think he'll be I think he'll be there for the taking. Daniels from uh, mm. Chicago, he's he's a mauler too. He's a mauler in the run yeah. game. Okay, yeah, I think you're talking about a uh, James Daniels. I think it is James Daniels. Yeah, James uh, Daniels. I think it's yeah. Yeah, he's a guy, you know, that, that we could definitely plug in. Again, there's a big question mark there at right guard, so we can do whatever we want there to try to solve it. I think one of the big things, too, is looking at the draft as well. There's a lot of talk about taking guys high in the draft and moving them around. I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. I was big on taking Linderbaum and then moving Connor McGovern to guard. Is that something that you would be interested in as well? Um, I like Linderbaum. I I don't you know what the Giants scare me. I think the Giants are going to mm. take them, and they pick, okay. they pick right after us twice. So even if the Giants pick somebody on defense, I think they're going to go out go get Linderbaum. If Linderbaum is there at ten, I would draft him. Anytime we had a decent center, the Jets are always good every time. And Mango, anytime we had a good center. And I think he's going to be a great center. You put him next to a guard like Mara Tucker, and then you go out and get the Daniels or even Sheriff, and then Makai comes back strong. I'm sorry, but whoever the running back is going to have a nice year. Yeah, he is. 
He is. You got you got a fact that now when you look at the other if you look at other parts of this offensive line as well, the right tackle position, again, you know, there could whoever's gonna win that left tackle position, you know, whoever's not gonna win it, is clearly gonna slide over. I think it's gonna be George Fant. But when you look at other guys that are going to free agency, Morgan Moses is a guy that could be out there as well. Would you like the New York Jets to try to re sign Morgan Moses for depth purposes? Uh, he played decent last year. I, I don't think I, he played decent. I don't think he he did anything that that wowed me. That be like, oh no, we got to re-sign him again. I don't. Mm. And plus, he's probably gonna demand some money. So, I don't know. I I, I think I would look elsewhere. To be honest, I think he played decent. Mm. But I I think I would look elsewhere. I seen him getting pushed around a few games. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We didn't pay you for this. <laughs> We did not pay to be on skates. We did not pay yeah, you to be on I, skates, brother. Yeah, don't listen. I, I hear you. I hear you. Now we're talking. We're also talking about the quarterback position tonight, which is huge for us as well. We've made some changes. We've let Matt Cavanaugh, John Beck, they're walking into the sunset. They're not going to be back with the New York Jets in 2022. What are your thoughts about what the New York Jets have now surrounded Zach Wilson with, from a coaching standpoint, to help him? Do you think that Michael Floor? and Rob Calabrese are up to the task to helping this young guy grow and mature within his system. Uh, I don't know. I, I got to give LaFleur. LaFleur got to get another year, and he better not be nowhere near that field. You keep your behind <laughs> up there in the booth and call them plays. Because I, yeah. when he was on the field, I don't know if he was sipping a little something, but them plays were terrible. It, it almost reminded me of that last guy. I don't want to say his name. That last don't do yeah don't yeah don't don't, don't. let's not talk about <laughs> <I> that guy <laughs> we won't talk, talk about, about that, that guy. guy but I yeah, tell you what until right, he let's... went until he went upstairs in the booth I thought we was gonna see a bunch of fullback uh, up the gut mm-hmm. that was terrible terrible play calling yeah. I think yeah, honestly I... honestly uh, receiver wise we need to add some people because we about to lose some people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's that. That's definitely there's gonna definitely gonna be some room for that. And again, there's guys in free agency that we could attack. There's a lot of talk about possible guys that could be out there. DK Metcalf has been brought up, but there's also some guys in the draft as well. Uh, Williams. People have talked about you know Drake London. I, you know I've talked about Drake London. I know that there's I, a lot of like... Jet haters out there on Twitter. Jet Twitter haters that don't like Drake London talking about he can't get separation. You guys got to stop. I heard a lot of people saying the same thing about Justin Jefferson a couple, you know, drafts ago as well, and uh, we see how he's flourished. Uh, Drake London can get separation. Please stop saying that he can't. And he goes up and gets the ball. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying the kid's phenomenal. That's all I'm saying. But I, you're completely correct. I, I, you do need weapons there. Yeah. I, I think we need a big buy. I, I wouldn't mind. I like him. I wouldn't mind having a 6'5 yeah. receiver in the goal line and makes things a lot easier. When you can throw it up yeah. and know your receivers are going to come down with it. But I'm telling you what, if Traylon Burks is there at 10, man, if you watch his highlights, I'm telling you, man, I, I think this guy's going to run maybe a 4-3, 4-4, four, 4-3 three, four, 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 three in that range yeah. at 225-6-3. And if, you, if, you, if we draft him, we're going to have a 6-3 receiver on one side. I mean, that's a burner. We're going to have this man in the slot who's also a burner, and then you got the other guy, another 6'3 receiver that you can actually throw it up to when we're in the goal line, and he'll go get it. 
Now we add a tight yeah. end in the draft. We I think we trailing Burks. I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he there's there's a lot of weapons and options that are gonna be out there, D. So listen, let me get my final question before I let you go, my friend. Give me your thoughts about Tom Brady officially retiring. How do you feel, man? Do you feel are you feeling good about it? Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye bye. <laughs> and and if Belichick can go if open the door for Belichick and if he can go right with you, bye, 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 bye too. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I it's about that time. Goodbye. Hopefully to both of them. <laughs> Salute, CD. I want to thank you for calling in. I got to get to these callers. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right, man. You too. Go Jets. All right. Go Jets. Yeah. Listen, if Bilicek would like to go, you know, maybe after next year. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have no problem with that either. Goodbye to both of you. But salute to my guy, Smoking J. Cut fan for the big, 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 big donation. <laughs> I said salutes to my guy, Smoking J. Cut fan with the big, 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 big donation. <laughs> Smoking J. says, pair character doing a shaka sign with the hand saying cool. You know what I'm saying? He had to, I don't know, he just had to give us his little thoughts. Again, salutes to Smoking J. with the big, 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 big donation. <laughs> We're going to get back to these lines again, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy Rusty. I'm going to my guy Rusty. You know what I'm saying? This guy knows his jet. Salute to you, Rusty. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Rusty, we've been talking Makai Becton, man. Do you feel like Jets fans have? Do you feel like Makai Becton deserves some of the the hate that he's gotten from Jets fans about? Him not being able to stay healthy, do you think that that's something that's real? What's up, Joe? Hey, Savages. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Everybody always, they, they're freaking out way too soon. It's my guy, you know, mm-hmm. Makai, crying out loud. So he, he's good. And uh, as far as his weight type of thing, that's nonsense. It's ridiculous with, mm-hmm. like, the beat and all of them. You know, there's a thing going around, hashtag boycott the beat, and, you know, I'm happy about that because it's just utter nonsense, the stuff they spill and try and, you know, put on our team. But um, as far as the competition, you know, him and him and Fant, I definitely see you got to battle it out. But for the love of God, don't put Fant at right tackle if you want Zach to not be in that, like, you know, <laughs> ER or, you know, comatose or something because that's no bueno. That is not good. Uh, yeah, uh, that's not good. I mean, too, at the Senior Bowl – I wouldn't be surprised if J.D. was looking really, really heavy at uh, Big Nasty, the kid from UNI, mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Penning. Yeah. And yeah, Penning, uh, he's, he's, he's a maniac, man. He's a left tackle, legit right guard also. He can switch it. And uh, yeah. then what, Zion, he's a right guard, and they got him doing center. God only knows. And then they said, too, that they were looking deeply into McCreary. They were loving him at cornerback. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then also that, you know, my sleeper, I love, you know, to replace if Berrios wants to play games and, you know, if Crowder decides to go, uh, the kid from UCLA, 
Kyle Phillips. You know, we already have two of Michael Carters and everybody with double names. We might as well do, you know, double up and get another Kyle Phillips, and the kid's nasty, too. But that's, yeah. that's, that's what I – yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, there's a, there's, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, dude, there's, there's so many options. But when you look at this Jets offensive line, like you said as well, there's a lot of talk about Makai Beckett. I know he's just sitting back right now and he's listening to it. I'm telling you, if he's healthy, he's going to come out and really show people this season yet again what oh, he's yeah. all about. Because, dude, when he's on the field, he's unbelievable. He's elite. Like, we saw him literally. Yeah, he's my guy, Makai. He's awesome. Exactly. Big, elite guy. I mean, he's pancaking guys. He's manhandling people. It's insane. But there's other positions along our offensive line that I think need help. And I want to get your thoughts on this. You look at this line, man. What do you think is our weakest position at this point? What is a part of the offensive line that you look at and you're like, there's a big question mark there? Uh, it's it's corny and cheesy in a way, but, you know, it's it's three. It's weird, man. It's the center, right guard, right tackle. It's that, like, one okay. wing. We got the left wing basically good, you know, because you can flip-flop between, thank God, Fant and Makai. And then, you know, we, we got our dude from USC, who I do like. That's one USC guy I do like. So, there you go. <laughs> I love him, actually. I, I don't like him. I love ABT. But, um, like yeah, that. like him all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Sanchez. He was terrific. And same with that guy. What was oh, his name? On. Donald Tom or something? Sam? Come on. I can't let, remember let, his let, name. Let, listen, listen, listen. Let's not bring up. I love you, Joe. Listen, All respect. I love you. <laughs> you know, it's the devil's crack, It's not crack, by the way. It's the you know, devil's Well, you know. All right. Well, you know, you're smoking that too. Just stop. You know what I'm saying? Can, can we it's stop good. bringing up old stuff around here? Can we just talk about positivity? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, no, listen, I, I hear you. I hear you. There's definitely some things that need to be addressed, like you said as well. The center position, I think a lot of people, listen, Connor McGovern, I'm not saying he's the worst of the worst, but let's not say that he's a top ten center in this. Oh, heck That's no. just not I don't true. know how That's that happened. True. Math Math looked <laughs> out in his benefit on that one. Honestly, it really did. It just did some, you know, weird, you know, planets align type of thing, some galaxies, you know, yeah. uh, black holes, who knows, and things happen. And it's like, oh, my God, I wound up at 10? All right, I'll take it. Yeah, see? It's like, oh, God. No, no. We, All right. No. When you when you look at because we, we were just talking about you know center being an issue, you talked about right guard being an issue. When you look at the right guard position, there's some things that could you know kind of solve that. There, so there's guys out there in free agency that we could look at. I know that you know the last caller talked about uh, James Daniels, you know from Chicago. He yeah, the, my dude from Brooklyn, uh, from the Bronx. I was liking that. Uh, definitely yeah, not sheriff. Definitely not sheriff. He's got more holes in Swiss okay. cheese and like injured. Well, not holes, I should say. He's just—I don't think he's ever played a full season, honest to God. And if he did, probably won. I don't—I don't think I could ever remember of him, you know. And I was looking over it because des- we desperately need the right size. Doesn't matter if it's right guard yeah. or right tackle, really. And I wonder if they switch Makai to right tackle if they're like, all right, we can't do it with Fant because he's like a—you know—swinging a feather pillow around. He's you know, night and day over on the left side, it's on, you know, it's really, if you're going to be, you know, bad or good, I guarantee, like, thank God, at least you're good at something with us. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know, that's w- weird. Would you be looking at the right guard position there that way, would you be open to taking Linderbaum early in the draft 
and then moving Connor McGovern to right guard. Would that be something that you would be interested in? Uh, not like that. I mean, my the one dude that I think we is a must for us in the first is uh, N'Kobe Dean. I honestly got because we're we're not. There's no way we're gonna get Hutch and Thibodeau. I just he he just reminds me of Clowney in a way. He just takes plays off. And I don't even care, like, whatever. I hate Bama, too. So, you know, whatever you said about Bama is Bama. But, um, yeah, that's – that's a, I just don't like that playoff thing. You know, that drives me insane. I'd rather take, like, a guy that just wants to eat crow every single play and just knows that eventually it's going to happen, you know, because eventually it does, you know. You keep on yeah. chopping a tree, eventually something's going to happen. It's going to fall or crack or something. So. Yeah. Now, when you look but, at this offensive uh, line yeah. position as well – there's there's still some there's some guys floating that could go that are going in free agency too. LDT is one of those guys. There's some Jets fans saying, hey, maybe we should sign him and give him another crack there at right guard. He played all right. Would that be something you'd be in, interested in? Yeah, absolutely. I love the doctor. He's he's great. I just don't know what's going up with him in Canada. So I, I don't yeah. know if he wants to go back and do his practice there. I don't know, you know, with everything that's going on, I don't know what he wants to do if he wants to, if he even can get a work visa again here in the States. I don't know what's going on. But I would definitely love to have him. He's a good puzzle piece, you know. He just does his job. That's all you can ask for. It's just good. Just, you know, thumbs up, buddy. You know, he doesn't do too much. He doesn't fail enough to be where you know his name. And, he, and he's not too great to where you're cheering his name. You just don't really talk about him during the game and, you know, that's a that's a good thing to me. And that, you know, it's just like, all right, you know, you're not saying anything about him. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, good. You know, then we talk about him. But we're not really talking about him, you know, if that makes sense to you. I'm trying. No, listen, I, I hear you. Uh, you know, it's Friday. Again, it's been a long week. There, there, <laughs> you no, know, there, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that we can do to kind of show up this right guard position. Again, with all the capital and things that we have, I think it's going to be huge. Now, my final question for you before I let you go, my man, is, what are you thinking about what's going on with Zach Wilson right now and some of the coaches that we have surrounding him at this point? Rob Calabrese, Mike LaFleur, what are we going forward with? Do you think that that's going to be a solid set of guys to help propel Zach Wilson to the next level? I, I can't stand Kavanaugh. I'm so happy about that. And I honestly hope they – if they're going to bring somebody in, I would, I would sign Alex Smith to like a coaching type of thing. Honestly, he's one of those dudes that knows how to do it. You know, he can – show the crest. Look where he's been and look at what he did to quarterbacks that really weren't too good. And when you were, you know, looking back at Mahomes, I didn't think Mahomes was going to do anything like he did. In, in, in college, he was, to me, he was just like terrible. Yeah, he had the crazy cannon, but he would always get interceptions. You know, he wasn't reading that good. And, you know, what Andy Reid and help with Alex Smith, crazy creature of a human being just doing what he does. It's insane. Man. Yeah. That's, That's how I look at it. Up. Yeah. No, it's, listen, having yeah, the right I mean, guys like, Texas around Texas scared me. It's huge. Yeah, having the right guys around Absolutely. you, especially as a young quarterback in this league, is gigantic. And, again, I think a lot of Jets oh, fans aren't enormous. talking about that, but we've seen it. We've seen quarterbacks go to places. Hell, look at Mac Jones. Look at him. I mean, yeah. this guy is He's done, though. To the moon. I'm telling I mean, you. It's insane. He, it's not – he's going to have a – he's going to go down. Because, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I see it because Daniels is gone. He's a Raider, and Belichick's ego is shot down to what Huffalo did to him, and Tom Brady winning a ring, you know, when he left immediately. But 
That, well, that was what? an ego shot. I think Bill is retiring after next year. I do. Rusty said it. Oh. I'll stick to I it. Mean, I don't think – I, hear I think they're going 7-10 at best this year as the Patriots. All right. Uh, listen, I tell people this all the time. Everyone says stuff about the Patriots. First off, generally, Patriots assistant coaches, they don't do very well generally when they go other places. We've seen most of them go somewhere and completely bust out and fail. That's one. Two, oh, yeah. everybody talks about how – once a guy leaves, oh, I remember when Josh Daniels left the first time, people were like, oh, this is going to be a huge hit to the Patriots. And they just call up the next coach, and he fills in, but they, and he coaches pretty damn well, too. But <laughs> at that time, that's true. But, when, Tom but, Brady, when Tom Brady went down one year, I remember people were like, oh, yeah, the Patriots are done. They called Matt Castle up, and guess what? He came in, he had 300-yard games, back-to-back, to back-to-back. He was lighting people up. I'm telling you, that's just how the but, Patriots work, especially when they're again, but Joe, they're going through a rebuild right now as well. Go ahead. Uh, understandably, but, too, at the same time, exactly how you said, when Tom wasn't there, you know, when he got injured for that season, when they, I think they went like 11-5 and five or something, when Castle was in, they mm-hmm. didn't even make the playoffs. That was great. But um, mm-hmm. he, Brady was still there in, like, his ear in a way, and Daniels was on the field. And then mm. when it was uh, when Daniels left, Belichick still had Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Now both of them are gone, like gone, gone. So now we're gonna see. He's gonna be back to when he was when he was with the Cleveland Steamers, and they were no good. You know, they were not good at all. He has a losing he has a losing record when he's without Tom Brady. It's yeah. true. Well, we'll you it's know, true. It's we'll damn see. true. From Kurt Angle himself. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you have, we'll see. You have yourself a good one, Rusty. I got to get back to these lines, you too. man. Thank you for calling in. Next time I show, I want to hear. Have a great one, right, my friend. Absolutely, right, have a great. One. Have a good one, bro. Bye bye. Listen, Rusty calling in. He knows his Jets. You know what I'm saying? I respect Rusty left and right. I mean, he gives us some solid takes. <laughs> We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Wherever you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you have not subscribed, and also hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you'd like to give to the platform, the Super Chat is there. Please give if you'd like to. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. If you don't want to hit the Super Chat, Hey, my cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Some people say, we want to go to the cash app, Joe. There it is right there at the bottom of the screen. You can give to the cash app right there anytime you like, all right? And, again, anything you give is greatly appreciated, all right? So we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Mickey. Bill, Steve will come to you next. Mickey, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Listen, there's a lot to Absolutely. talk about, Mickey. Makai Jackson, uh, the heat's turning up from a lot of people in the fan base. They're getting on top of him for, you know, according to rumors, being overweight and him not being healthy. And now you got Sulla coming out, and he said, hey, you know, Makai Beckton's going to be competing for the starting left tackle position. It's not going to be his just to walk into. Give me your thoughts about this, man. How are you feeling about this, Mick? All right, so first things first, I got to tell you this quick story because you're not going to believe it, so why not throw it out there um, before we get to mm-hmm. uh, Makai, my guy. 
so part of my job, I have to talk to doctors every now and again. And I'm at work, and we're discussing something. And he's like, hey, are you a Jets fan? And I'm like, well, I don't think I sound like I'm crying on the other end of the phone here. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I am. He was like, uh, you call the the, the, beach, uh, the Southern California guy's uh, radio show. And I'm like, radio, Long Beach Joe? And he's like, yeah, 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 that one. I'm like, I can neither confirm nor deny I've called into the show. He's like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, what do you mean that Zach Wilson isn't going to turn around a franchise who drafted him second overall? I'm like, sir, I cannot have this conversation with you right now. So if you want to go out in the hallway, we can have it. So I just want to, I don't know how many of my coworkers are listening to this, but I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Well, salutes to them for listening. I always want to thank everyone that does uh, listen to Check Me Out. But listen, let me tell you something, Mickey. I tell everybody the opinions you have on the show, people get after it. That, that guy that got after you, he's a savage. He listens up. Nobody's safe. I'm trying to tell everybody. Nobody is safe, hey, he, okay? People hey, he's a, he's a big boy. He makes a lot of here. money. So He's yeah. a big boy. He makes a lot of money. So I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're correct. Yes, you got it. <laughs> That's what I'm like talking about. Give me your thoughts about what Kai Beck did, man. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling him he has to compete for his job. I mean, it's not like he's been, you know, a Pro Bowl uh, left tackle for us for like six seasons. You know, he's only played X amount of games. Um, we're not exactly pushing the playoffs with the past two years. Has he been here for two or one? Mm-hmm. Well, well, we uh, haven't exactly, well, you know, been. It would have been his second year, but he got hurt this year. But, yeah, two years. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, like, it's not like he's done, an, like, an astounding job at the position already that is solidified. I mean, we really need to be looking at our entire roster and being like, listen, you know, nothing's guaranteed for any of you guys. Until we start winning some AFC championships, some divisional titles or something, you're all going to have to work like your job's on the line. You, I don't think anyone on the roster – that included should be complacent with their position because we're not winning like we're supposed to. So I think mm. that's a great message to the team. Like, listen, you know, you, you're getting paid millions to do your job. Like, you think you're the best player at your position? Prove it. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what it is. And like I said as well, we've been talking about this competition in every position. And to me, you know, it seems like Sella and the rest of the coaching staff is setting a standard. They're going to have you go out there, fight, and compete. You're going to have to fight for your job. There's no, not going to be any easy kind of wins for you. You're going to earn every single thing you get here. And I can respect that because that helps turn around the culture that we all talked about that needed to be changed here. In the past, we've had guys that have just walked into positions, and even if they didn't perform well, they were still put out there on the field. And I think Sulla's going to change that now. That that is not, you know, that that's 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 a thing in the past. Now you're going to come in here, you're going to compete, you're going to play hard, and you're going to win your position, or you're not going to be in that position. And that's just what's going to happen. Now, when you look at this from your opinion, from your standpoint, when you look at this competition between him and Vance, if they're both fully healthy, who do you think actually will win the left tackle position? Uh, if they're both healthy, I would go with Beckton. Um, mm. If there's any kind of, if it's like I and I, I would go with Beckton just because, you know, what, where we took him in a draft, you know, his potential and everything like that. Um, it wouldn't mm-hmm. really, you know, if if Zach and 
uh, what's his name, Mike White, were competing in the offseason, and they were both doing about the same and everything. You would go with Zach over Mike just because he was your second overall pick. So I would go with Beck and with the other two. Yeah, yeah, I hear you there. Now, when you look at our offensive line, what do you think is our strongest player on our offensive line? Who do you think it is? Uh, 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 I maybe I say it's Fant. Um, it's definitely not anyone on the right side of us. I'm glad someone else said it because I'm like, yo, man, anyone who says the right side of our O line is certified at all, the captain for Joe. I screwed it up. That was the, that was the side of the offensive line I was on when I was playing for the Jets. I lined up at right guard, right tackle. It cost me like a three-minute yeah. pizza. Come on. Yeah. Um, I would say probably that definitely needs to improve. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, you know, Lajavir Tucker, I definitely think is up there. But again, Fan had a phenomenal season, so I could see why you really like Fan. Would say Fan as well. He played well this season. He really did. He filled in very well at that left tackle spot, and there was a lot of questions. Now, you talked a little bit about that right side. There are some questions, like you said, right guard, right tackle. When you look at that, that right guard position, would you like to see us bring in maybe a Brandon Sheriff of free agency, or would you like to see us go the draft route being a young guy? Maybe like a – I know there's talk about Evan Neal possibly being there. Maybe he would be able to kind of slam into that, that guard position. A lot of people are talking about that. What would you like to do there? Um, honestly, I kind of want us to stay – this is going to sound weird, and I'm actually – going against my own philosophy when it comes to this, but I kind of want us to stay away from the offensive line in the first round for at least this draft. Um, okay. I think we've gone O-line for the past couple of years, and like I just don't like the idea of there being too many uh, first three-year guys on our offensive line with no real veteran presence there. So, mm. Evan Neal, you know, if, if they drafted him, I wouldn't be mad at it. I don't think he's going to be there, but... Um, I would rather us look for something in free agency just so there's a sense of, uh, you know, there's some guys there that have been in the league have had success at the position to kind of, you know, talk to the younger players and be like, hey, I've been doing this, and let me show you how I do what I do. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, listen, Mickey, I hear you. You know, again, Oh, there's there's some people talking about Brandon Sheriff, who's the guy that's going to be out there. We talked a little bit about, nah. uh, you know, James no. Daniels as well. You don't like Brandon Sheriff at all? No. Um, and it's weird because anytime a, a offensive lineman becomes a free agent, I automatically think about him coming to the Jets. But like, I think the guy from the BX, I forgot his name. I am sorry. When he brought it up, I don't think and Russ brought it up too. Like, I don't, I don't think any of like. This dude has not shown up every day for work and like, an entire season, I don't think. Like, he's, he's called out yeah. a lot. And, like, you know, if you work with someone that's constantly calling out of work, you know, oh, I had an emergency or whatever, yada, yada, grudges, injuries, you know, or whatever. It's like, come on, man. Like, I, I can't see us signing him to, like, $60 million and him playing, like, 10 games or something like that. I really don't want us to uh, go the sheriff route. Uh, I haven't really heard anything about James Daniels, to be honest with you. Um, but, I mean, hey, uh, I would prefer to go for agency, so maybe the people that are paid to look into these kind of things can find someone that, you know, can play the position. Yeah. No, I hear you there, Rusty. Now, my fa- – oh, excuse me, uh, 
I hear you there, Mickey. Hey, now, my final question now. for you. <laughs> my final question for you before, so I, before I let you go. Wow. <laughs> my final question before I let you go there, Mickey, is, look, Tom Brady is gone. He has officially retired. Give me your thoughts about this, man. Are you happy to see him, you know, go off into the sunset and not be in the NFL anymore? Um, so I've thought about Tom Brady retiring for the past 22 years. Um, I thought about him retiring from professional football even before he was drafted into the NFL. Um, I kind of wanted to stop playing football back when he was in high school. Um, but you know, oh, over time, you gotta really, you gotta. I'm being, I'm being honest. You gotta look at things in your life, and you gotta like, am I angry because I'm projecting this onto other people, or is it something with me? And it's definitely something with me. So Tom, you know, with 22 years, having Super Bowls, um, whatever. I mean, the ESPN will tell you every accolade he's ever had. You know, to be honest with you, as a devout Jets fan, I'm not happy that he's, you know, that he's um, retiring. You know, if there was a word for to be more than happy that I could think of right now, that would probably be it. Um, I think it's maybe like a godsend or something. I think it's, you know, it's more than enough time. It's a little bit of overkill. And I, it's it's just weird. I feel like it's a, one of those things where it's like, I'm actually not going to retire. I'm going to come back for the 23rd just to, like, really stick it to people. And, like, even if he retires, he's still going to go home to his wife. He's still going to go to his kids. It's not like he's going to start having a miserable life. He's still going to be Tom Brady. It's still going to be the go. So, I mean, am I happy? Eh, the damage is already done. Mm. All right. All right. You know, I'll tell you what. Uh, watching him with those Patriots dominate us for years, again, I have nothing but respect for Tom, but I am glad that he is gone. That that can now be put away for us, and we can move forward. We never have to hear about him again, at least throwing a ball in a live game. But again, he's he's we will still hear about him twenty years from now. He's he's <laughs> never gonna leave us. Stop don't do that he to isn't. yourself. He isn't. You're right. Just because you're right. he's retiring. Come on now. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Listen, Vicky, I gotta get back to these lines, my friend. I wanna thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good one, all right? You too, boss. Take it easy. All right, have a good one. Listen, you know, I'm trying to cheer myself up here. You know, after years and years of years of watching Tom Brady destroy the Jets, destroy everything in the AFC East for years, to torture us for years, I'm trying to feel good about him finally saying, you know what, I'm going to put the ball down and I'm going to move on. You know, we never have to hear about him again, kids. Not live, all right? That time is over. (laughs) He's gone now. He can no longer affect our mentals. Everything that he's done is in the past. <laughs> it's in the past. That's, that's, that's the best I can do. It's the best I can do. We're getting back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all calls. We're talking offensive line. We're talking about everything, man. There's a lot of issues along this Jets offensive line. A lot of people that we could bring in to Affect that right guard position, I'm telling you. All right. We talked about Brandon Sheriff tonight. Lakin Tomlinson is out there as well. There's James Daniels. There's a lot of talk, a lot of talk. Connor Williams is a guy that could be out there too. A lot of discussion about that. So we're going to continue to talk about that. 
Next, I'm going to my guy, Bill. Bill, I'm coming directly to you. Bill, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Bill. Listen, Makai Becton going to be competing for that left tackle position, my friend. Give me your thoughts about it. Do you think he'll beat George Fan out and keep his starting left tackle position? Joe, yeah. Uh, Becton, he's motivated. Yeah, I think he'll beat out Fan. I think the you know he's he's committed to the franchise. Fan's numbers a little high, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we could save some money getting rid of Fan. He played well on the left side, and the competition. If he loses that out, can I put him back on the right side? I see some other other dudes have mentioned the same thing that I have seen. You can't let George Fan make decisions on the left side if he's one on one with a guy. Not so tough. He's on the right side, and he's got to figure out things. It seems like he has a challenge with that. So. I don't. If he doesn't win that left tackle position, I'm not sure if they keep him for depth or if they cut him to save something mm-hmm. on the cap. And yeah. um, you know, look at what they're going to do on the right side because uh, I think Moses is obviously not uh, not the answer. So it's all about that right side. Now, when you look at this, though, Bill, because I mean, you're a super smart guy. When you look at this draft board, though, and you're looking even in free agency, and you're looking mm-hmm. at Makai Becton, his issue staying you know, healthy, do you think that that affects the Jets' free agency and draft? Because it's almost like in some Jets fans, I'm playing devil's advocate here, some Jets fans are saying, yeah, Makai's great when he's on the field, but he misses a lot of time. You might as well make sure that you have somebody that could be ready to go when he does, you know, miss time. Is that something mm-hmm. that you look at if you're the Jets general manager where you're saying, hey, i got to grab another tackle or i have to grab a tackle in the draft so that when Makai goes down, I can plug somebody else in? Yeah, no, you're right. It's obviously he's showing he has a history of injuries. He has a history, you know, they're talking about the weight. You know, even back on the Louisville, when you watch him in Louisville, one thing that I was concerned about is he always wants to throw guys around like he's ragdolling guys instead of just blocking guys. It's going to put a lot of stress on your joints. So he's been doing that for years in college. He's doing that now. You know, bigger, stronger guys, you know, just get in front of a guy. You don't have to pick him up and throw him, but he insists on doing all that and shoving guys and extending extending himself, he's been prone to injuries. So I think Joe Douglas understands all this. The guy's, you know, he's he is an offensive line specialist. So, you know, so he's he understands that. So even if you have a situation where he wins out, you have to look to, to see who's coming up next behind him because, like I said, you can keep that for insurance. You can cut him and save something under the cap. There are a lot of offensive talent on the line coming out for the draft, like you said. You know, free agency mm-hmm. can pick up some guys, but it seems obvious that Joe wants to go – with youth, if he's going to get someone who's going to be there for the long haul. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he picks up um big guy like I ever heard you guys talk about is Charles Cross, who is um, mm. uh, very solid coming out of the draft. I, I like him a lot. A lot of people have him as the third offensive lineman coming out. He's more of a traditional left tackle body type than the other two guys ahead of him who were a little bit more squatting and maybe the more of the, the plus 300-pound offensive um, tackle guys who, you know, um, you know, are bigger guys. But this is more athletic guy, more like a fat frame. And I, I don't see why he couldn't put that guy on the right side for a couple of years. And, and he and Becton can, you know, Becton has issues, can't stay. and can slide him over and then worry about, worry about the right tackle from some other options down the road. So I, I think when you talk about the right guard, and I was talking to guys about the right guard, I don't know why we're not looking at uh, Duranet Tardif. I mean, he played well, I thought. The guy, you know, he had a year oh. off, so there's a little bit less mileage on his on his on his, his tires. And we didn't. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think we paid him last year. I think Kansas City paid him last year, so he was free last year. Why not give the yeah. guy another run? I thought he was acceptable. 
and he's a veteran. Mm. So even if, like to your point, you bring in the you draft the center, which I'm all a fan for. Bring him in. You know, you have Vera Tucker on one side and has a little bit of experience, but then you have DeVernay Tardif, who's got you know, a lot of experience. He's a solid veteran who can kind of guide him along there. And, um, you know, then, then you're worried about the right side because if you have uh, mm. Beckton, you know, like I said, we're not putting fans on the right side, then maybe, like I said, you pick up in the draft a, a Charles Cross or maybe you look at a veteran in the free agency. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I think Joe's going to have a plan. He's got a master plan. Um, I think he's going to execute it. The guy's been focusing on the offensive line like never before, and I think he's going to continue mm-hmm. to focus on them. I mean, there's a couple of guys, yeah, but I, practice squad guys, who uh, maybe a lot of people don't know, but a couple of guys on a practice squad offensive lineman who were solid guys in college. Those guys could surprise us. Those are a couple of names who could rise up and fill in some of those gaps that we're not even looking at. But, you know, we'll see. And, 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 and I have a question about what you brought up because you said, hey, you'd like to see LDT be brought back and, and put at that right tackle or right guard position and you'd like to see us possibly take a center. So what are you doing with Connor McGovern? If we take a center, I'm pretty sure, let's say we take, you know, Linderbaum. He's going to be starting there at center. you got Elijah Vera Tucker at, you know, left guard. you got Fant or Mekhi Becton. Let's say Mekhi Becton at left tackle. you got Fant that you're probably going to put at right tackle. Then where are, you, where are you sending McGovern to? Is he a guy that you're just going to put up into a backup role? Are you sliding him over? you know, and having him compete with LDT for that right guard position, what are you doing there? I mean, it's tough. I mean, you know, what, do you, what is – I don't know what the structure is for LDT. That's for his contract. That's the biggest thing. I'm looking on over the cap and it has him at, like, zero. So, I don't know. Well, he, yeah, he's going to be a free agent. He's, yeah, he's a free okay, agent. But they, still, they, give him, yeah, they give him two more years. So, maybe he had, he had two void years on the contract with KC, so that's what that is. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so – you know, the guy, you know, he said he wanted to come to New York because he's going to have immediate playing time. So I'm assuming that's still something that he's interested in. You know, the question is how much money are you going to pay the guy? Are you going to pay McGovern what, $10 million to sit on the bench and be a backup? So, I mean, it's going to be the decision. It's like if, they can, if they're going to keep, you know, the LDT, you know, can they keep McGovern? I mean, we have a lot of cap space. Do they want to just kind of keep the cap mm. space and maybe not spend so much on free agencies just so they have the guys around the team they know? That might make more sense than bringing in some guy from the outside You have to, who's got to get plugged into the system, right? You just pay your two guys. Uh, you pay your uh, LDT, start him out there, McGovern, keep him as a swing guy and, uh, and ro- or a rotational guy, and, I, I mean, maybe that's more cost-effective. Got a lot of cap space, so mm. that, that could be an answer. Okay, okay. What are your thoughts about bringing in a guy like Brandon Sheriff? Is that a guy you'd be interested in in free agency? I'd be surprised to Joe to commit to a guy like that. I mean, he brought in Moses because he was cheap. He brought in LDT because he was cheap. So when he brings the veterans in, he's not bringing in guys with a lot of money. Though I mean, Connor with um, McGovern when they signed that deal, that was like a, a shock because that was a big. That was a, a one year. That was the year when they only signed one year deals, but they gave him a multi year deal. And I'm yeah, you know, I'm not sure if that's going to taint the waters if that didn't work out. I mean, you know, the guy. I know some people love him. Some people kind of questionable on him. But bringing a, a like a sheriff for that kind of salary, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't see that as Joe doing that kind of a move, especially for guys a guard where, you know, he's he seems like he has a youth movement on the left side. I don't know if he wants to have a youth movement at center and then bringing a veteran at guard. But if you're bringing a veteran at guard, do you want to pay that much? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Doesn't seem okay. like what he's done in the past. So when you look at this New York Jets now going to the quarterback position, you look at this New York Jets coaching staff. They've got, you know, they've moved on from Matt Cavanaugh. John Beck uh-huh. is gone as well. They won't be back in 2022. Do you think that 
Zach Wilson has the right people around him to help him succeed going forward with Mike LaFleur and Rob Calabrese being the main two guys now kind of in his ear. Yeah, John, I never understood why they brought John Beckin. I mean, he was his coach in college, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he taught him how to be a college quarterback and uh, which is how to get drafted, which is fine. But, you know, to bring back, you know, he's not even plugged into the system. You have to teach him what you're trying to do from an offensive standpoint so he can teach, you know, so he can teach. But it's like Zach is being taught by his current quarterback coach. And it's like, it seemed like there was too many clips. I didn't understand what Beck was supposed yeah. to do in that role. So, I mean, I don't know if they brought him there to make it because Zach was going across the country to see him anyway. And he says, hey, let's just bring him over to, to save time and keep him in-house. But I, I never I never knew how that was going to work. So this I'm more comfortable with this. Break it down. You know, just a couple of cooks in the kitchen. Make it easy. Have the uh, same two guys telling him, and, you know, one guy in each year, telling them what they want to hear. Instead of four guys. Four guys seem crazy, man. I didn't understand that. Zach's a smart guy. He's a hard worker. But, you know, it, it, it just was wondering, like, who's he going to listen to? So hopefully this will expedite things. He was looking good at the end of the season. You can tell he's starting to get it. It was good that he had his opportunity to kind of sit down and watch some other guys kind of, you know, run quarterback to understand how things are going. And the guys that's doing the game, we all know that that's the biggest thing about Zach is he's going to study. And so that opportunity from the sit on the sidelines, study from some guys who played the game for a little bit. He had Flacco in there, and a lot of guys were excited about that, but – Having a guy who's been in that role before is very critical because Zach just absorbs everything. So now, at the end of the season, we saw that. And going forward, hopefully, you know, just with fewer guys speaking to him, hopefully, you know, he'll be at the next level. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're speaking absolute facts tonight. But, you know, let's give Bill a hand. He, he called in with some fire. He called in with some fire. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I do not pay y'all for that. I don't. I don't pay them that much for that bill. They they went a little too overboard there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you guys got to calm down. Though, like, are you guys talking about the receivers? So you, who do you like for the Jets in this draft for the receiver? You like you're a London Drake guy? I love London Drake. I love Drake London. <laughs> Drake London. They got him backwards. Come on, you know, I, I, and I'm not a homer. You know, if, if a guy sucks, I told everybody Chuma Adoga sucked. Nobody wanted to listen to me, but yeah, Drake London is the guy I think the Jets should target. Um, I don't know exactly where we'll get him. I'm, I'm, again, as free agency comes and then goes, I think that's a better way for us to formulate exactly what we'll be doing in the draft. But as of now, hmm. it's tough for me to say that we should go with a wide receiver early because I'm so focused on the offensive line. And I think a lot of people are really losing sight on that, and I don't know why, because Zach Wilson had a PCL injury this year because he was running for his life. He had six they, – they, they sacked Zach, I think it was six times in his first game against the Panthers. He got hit a bunch of times in Denver. There was a ton of sacks there. He got hit a bunch of times the first time we played New England. There was a bunch of sacks in that game. The second game against New England, I think, is the one that he actually jacked his PCL up. You cannot do that with a young quarterback. You can't have him taking shots like that. On top of the fact that we are literally supposed to look how the Niners look offensively and defensively. I don't know. A lot of people lose sight of that when they talk about this football mm-hmm. team. That's literally how we're supposed to look. The Niners have a run-first offense. We have only rushed for over 100 yards. We only have one 100-yard rusher this season. One time, and it was Michael Carter. Wow. We have one 100-yard no rusher. One this entire season with Michael Carter. I think it was against the Dolphins just once. 
That is not – we can't do that. The 27th-ranked Russian offense in the league, we can't, we can't yeah. continue to have that. We have okay. to have guys open up front. And I understand that a lot of people don't want, want to say, hey, don't spend premium picks on offensive linemen again. No, we need to because this offensive yeah. line has been the issue for so long with this offense. Sam was getting smacked around and got jacked up because of the offensive line. Our offense has always struggled. When we've been yeah. good, guess what we had? An offensive line – that protected a quarterback. We hid Mark Sanchez behind the offensive line. He was garbage. We had a great offensive yeah, line and a great you. running game, and they hit him. Thank you. And they got us to two AFC championships. And no one wants to, no one wants to, uh, you know, pour into the offensive line anymore. I don't understand it, Bill. But it's Let just tough to go to great London. Go ahead. From your perspective, you, you, you hear you everyone's talking. Yeah, yeah. You, you, everyone's talking to you. You're hearing everyone's opinions. I'm with you. You build from the inside out. You build from the trenches. Where else are guys wanting to put these draft picks? Like, who do they? What do they want to spend it on in the first round? Just Bill, like, I have had I have had people call in and say they want a safety. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not lying to you, Bill. I have had people literally call in and say that we should draft a safety. I'm, so they want to I'm not lying. Uh, Kyle Hamilton. Right. They want to draft yeah. the guy to know that guy. That's crazy. I've gone, I've gone back and forth. And again, I'm not disrespecting. I, I love all Jets fans. I'm a Jets fan. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a regular guy. We go back and forth. Oh. But when you look at this team, there is no way, no way that you can be talking about drafting a safety. But I've had people argue that with me, Bill. I've had people. You say could put Phil Molo in there, the offensive lineman. Yep, I'm yeah. telling you. I've had people say, yeah, guys- "Well, if you had Ed Reed, the defense would be better." No, I. You need a pass rusher. What <laughs> you need? <laughs> But nobody wants to listen. <laughs> nobody wants to, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is, Bill. But listen, well, you I got to get back to the go, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Go no, I was going to say it's because we didn't have Lawson last year, so everyone forgets the, oh, where's the pass rusher? We need all these other things. Our pass, main pass rusher yeah. was hurt. You know, that affects yeah. everything. But we shall see. Hopefully, get Edge early in the draft this year. We'll be good to go with two guys, Lawson and whoever we draft in the first round. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's how the Niners' defense is built. You can't really name any of the guys in their secondary. It's all about pressure up front. That's how this, this <laughs> offense or defenses are built around the league. It's a yeah. passing league. No, you're right. Talk about safety. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a passing league. We talk about safety. Like, come on. All right. Listen, Bill, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I got to get back on these lines. They are hot. You have Absolutely. Yourself yeah, man. Next time I have my show, I want to hear from you, man. All right, man. Oh, you know, man. man. Take care. <laughs> thank you. Have a good one. You know, passing league, we're talking about safeties. Like, I get it. You know, Hamilton's a great safety. But we need so much more. We need a pass rusher, and we need offensive linemen. I'm going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. The lines are hot. We're going to give it to everybody. Please be patient. Next, I'm going to my guy, Monty. Monty is called in. Steve, we'll get to you next. Monty is on the line. He's been on the line. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's good with you? It's been a minute, Joey. It's been a minute, man. It has. How you been? It has. How you it been? Has. I've been all right. I've been all right. I've been battling, you know. We've been having shows and been going on. I have been battling with a lot of people talking about what the New York Jets need. And here we are, Monty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now we yeah. are. Yeah. We're talking offensive line. Makai Becton competing mm-hmm. for that left tackle position. That's what Robert Summers mm-hmm. says. Give me your thoughts on it, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, that's what you need. You need competition to make make people better. You need you need competition to raise the level of your team. And I have no problem with that. 
people competing for their jobs because that's that means that you finally have enough talent on the team to make people accountable for their positions and winning their positions. Mm. You know, and that I have no problem with that whatsoever. And I'm glad that we now have a head coach who is holding these guys accountable and not just giving them that that position. You know, I don't I don't know about Robert Sala being, you know, a, a great coach or anything, but I've been waiting for a long time for a coach to say, look, you have to earn your spot on this team. And, hey, I, I, have, I have no issue with it, man. I have no issue whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at this situation, if George Fan is fully healthy and Makai Beckton is fully healthy, who do you have winning that left tackle position? Uh, you have to go with Makai Beckton. Uh, Joe Douglas invested a, a a fourth over or not fourth? Who, who was he drafted? A high draft pick uh, from Makai Beckton, yeah, and that was his that that's his baby. So you're going to give him all the opportunity in the world to go out there and win the job. So if, if George Fan is healthy and, and Makai Becton is he- healthy, um, you have to go with Makai Becton. But George Fan has, you know, played decent last year. And, hey, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that we're in this position to have, you know, somebody battling with Makai Becton for, you know, for the left t- tackle position. I'm happy about it, Joe. About, it's, yeah. it's about time, man. It's about time. Yeah, you know, I look at it like, uh, you know, again, competition in every position, I get it. But I'm telling you, uh, when, when Beckton I mean, is healthy, that was your point. I think Remember, he's going to take it. We were going at it about Makai Beckton, man. We were going at it about, yeah, we about were. Uh, Beckton. We were. You were saying, hey, he, he's this, you know, this guy. You know, he's a all pro, this, that, and the third. I'm Here like, we go. yo, like, pump, pump your brakes. Pump your brakes, Joe. He, pump your brakes a he, little bit, Listen, when healthy, he's when healthy, when healthy, Monty, he plays like an all pro. Yes, he does. He does. When healthy, he's an elite <laughs> left tackle. You can laugh and you can do, I'm telling you, analysts, and, I, and again, I don't just go by any analyst out there. No, I go by the guys who have done it. Listen, Damian Woody. Was talking. Listen, this kid is phenomenal. This is what I see in him. This is what I see in him. We watched him on a weekly basis, and Makai was out there again when he was healthy. He was throwing guys around. He was handcaking people. He was going crazy. He has a lot of talent, Joe. Joe, I've never, I've never, never denied denied the talent of Makai Beckett. But my thing is, Mm -hmm. you have to show it on the field. I don't care. It's like these guys running these four two four threes. Like I don't care that you run a four two four three. You got to show me on the field that you're that fast. And Makai Beckett just really hasn't shown us that he's this dominant left tackle and he can bring it game in and game out. And that's why with the Jets, Joe, like. They have to find players who are going to be dogs each and every single week. And that's the only thing that I feel like is missing with the consistency. Mm -hmm. You'll have one week, they'll come out and and you'll see those flashes. And then the next two games, you don't, you don't, you don't see it. They don't bring it. So if Makai Becton can just be consistent, be steady and show that he can be that anchor left tackle. I think, man, we'll be in good um, really, really good position, man. We 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 have a young we have a, a a young core, and I think, especially going into this draft and free agency, you know, you have to have the perfect mix of young players and veterans on the offensive line yeah. because 
even though you know, even though you might have talent as a, uh, you know, as a as a young offensive lineman, you still need those veterans to teach you those tips and tricks and 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 uh, you know, when the stadium gets a little loud, you know, kind of calm everybody down and bring direction on the team. And it, it's going to be a critical, it's going to be a critical uh, free agency and draft for for Joe Douglas. I'm 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 looking forward to looking forward to it, man. You know, you know, <laughs> Joe. You know, I thought they were only going to win two games this year, two two or one games this That's year. Exactly they surprised me. They won, they they won four. They won four games, which mm-hmm. is you know, I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing, but you know, um, but they you know they surprised me. They showed a lot of a lot of grit in some of the games towards the end of the end of the season. Um, a lot of development from from you know Zach Wilson and and Michael Carter and and Bryce Bryce Hall. Finally, you're starting to see building blocks and yeah. that's very very important moving forward because i feel like we didn't have any any type of building blocks any 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 good players and this 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 past draft has 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 uh you know i'm a little i'm a little excited man i'm a little excited moving forward yeah and you should be because there's a lot to be shown there's a lot of things that this even this draft class has shown and one of the guys you know zach wilson you know, he showed a little bit, especially as the season started to close. He really started to mm-hmm. really show those mm-hmm. flashes and take care of the ball. Now there's been changes surrounding him with the coaching staff. Matt Cavanaugh, John Beck are gone. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come back next year. Now it's going to be LaFleur and Calabrese. It's going to be the guys in his ear. What are your thoughts about that, and do you think that we've surrounded him with the right people so that he can succeed and take the next step forward? Yeah, I feel like we're I feel like we're gonna we're we're putting the necessary pieces around Zach. Uh, we're not making any type of drastic changes. We're kind of tweaking the the, the staff a little bit. Um, uh, Lafleur, he's a he's a uh, he's a young he's a young offensive mind, and um, also uh, Salah. He's a you know this is, he's going into his second year. So you're just they're learning on the job. They're learning learning on the job exactly with with Zach Wilson. So. You know, you have to tweak things, but the foundation is still there. The direction is still there. You're not changing too much to where you're overwhelming Zach Wilson. And I and I'm happy that we didn't make any type of crazy crazy changes. Just stick with the plan. You know, tweak it a little bit, and and just move forward. Now in the draft, you know, I have one guy in mind, and you know, I'm a big Ohio State fan. If if we don't get Garrett Wilson with that t- ten pick, Joe. Like I'm gonna be very, very upset. The Jets need <laughs> some blue chip type talent on the team. And Garrett Wilson, I'm telling you, if you've ever watched that guy, this he's dude good. is he's phenomenal. Deep yeah, ball. On the deep ball, uh yards mm-hmm. after the catch. You have mm-hmm. to grab a guy that has that that ability. And and to 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 change the, the the game, we don't we don't have that on this team. Elijah Moore is really good, like I like him, but he's not a, he's not a number one. He's not, I don't even think he's a, a is a number two. I think he's a he's a slot receiver. Now Denzel Mims, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but he's shown that he Dude, had he's a, he's had I think talent. he's gone. Oh no, it's too quick. It's too quick. It's too quick. Listen, listen. We all love Denzel Mims. We were down three wide receivers the last couple of games, and Denzel Mims barely saw the field. He got next to no yeah. catches, no opportunities, yeah. no nothing. In my opinion, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And they're going to find some way to either trade him or cut him or something. 
or else he's going to be on the bench again next season. I, there was a lot of talk about shame. him not knowing That's to play shame. Well. He was on the team the entire year and still saw nothing. Yeah. So he didn't get the playbook yeah. the entire year. Like he, he doesn't. Yeah. When are we ever going to see? Yeah. Him? So that that's that's yeah. my take on that, mind. Like you know. That, it yeah, is that's, what it is. I'll give yeah, you the that's, last word. That's, that's un- yeah, that's that's just totally unfortunate. Like I've seen a lot of talent with him, but yeah, man. Like uh, I I think uh, we have to upgrade upgrade the talent on this team drastically in free agency and. Mm-hmm. And in this draft, and uh, I feel like Garrett Wilson is is one of those players that can solidify a position that's been average, and he can make it uh, above average. And that's all I have to say, Joe. Uh, it's been a minute since I yeah. called. I'm glad everybody is doing. You know, hopefully your family's doing well with you, man. I love hearing from Absolutely. you, man. Peace. Thank you so much. You have a good one. I hope everything's good with you, Monty. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, my friend. All right. All right. You have a good one, man. Listen, Monty, call in. Monty knows his stuff. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Steve. Steve is on the line. We've had quite a bit of callers tonight. Steve knows his jets. He knows his stuff. Salutes to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, give me your thoughts about what's going on with Mekhi Becton. Do you think it's fair that he has to compete for the left tackle starting position, man? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, it's great to hear from you, man, again. You know, listen, you know, listen, it's understandable of why Mekhi Becton has to compete because apparently he wasn't really fully into shape after the injury that happened to him back in week one against Carolina. And, and with George Fan coming off a very good season at the position when he took over after Becton was gone for the year, you know, George Fan did a good job. And I think Salah's doing the right thing by – having competition there uh, with him and Mekhi Becton. I mean, listen, I said this before again, and I will say it again. Anybody who watched that first game of the year against Carolina, when Becton got hurt, it was Greg Van Roten's fault. I don't care what Jet fans will say to me. Greg Van Roten was the reason why Becton got hurt, period. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking absolute facts, and I think a lot of Jets fans, Often when they talk about this issue this year with him getting injured, they forget that part. It's like, hey, he got thrown into – or Greg Van Roten got thrown into the back of him. That's how he dislocated that kneecap. That's how he ended up having arthroscopic surgery to clean up some knee cartilage and all that stuff that was going on. Anybody would have got hurt in that situation. Now, if he was just walking around a facility and just dislocating his kneecap, that would be one thing, but that is not what happened there. So when you look at this offensive line, though, Steve, you know, George Fant, Mekhi Becton, they're competing for that left tackle position. Who do you think is the strongest offensive lineman that we have on this line? Is it Mekhi Becton? Is it Elijah Vera Tucker? Is it George Fant? Who, for you, is the guy? No, as of right now, listen, if Becton was healthy, I would say Becton. But if I had a pick right now, it would be Elijah Vera Tucker, without a doubt. Because I think Vera Tucker, honestly, was the best was the best offensive lineman we had on the team last year. And he was a rookie, yeah. and he's going to have a big future for us. You're talking that talk, Steve. You're speaking facts. Now, when you look at the right side of this line, there's a lot to be desired there, Steve. And there's some guys that are going into free agency. LDT is a guy that, that, that could walk away. There's some other guys in free agency as well. Brandon Sheriff is a guy that people are talking about bringing in. How do you think the New York Jets should handle the right guard position? Would you go after Brandon Sheriff? Are there guys in the draft that you like to take? Would you like to have happen there? 
No, honestly, I, we got to see what happens. I mean, I think Brandon Sheriff is a little too old, unfortunately, and he's mm-hmm. not really the player he used to be. I wouldn't mind if we went younger at the position, like if we went someone in the draft or maybe someone else in free agency, but we'll see what the Jets mm-hmm. do. Yeah, yeah. So my final question before I let you go, Steve, is when you look at the New York Jets quarterback position, Matt Cavanaugh, John Beck, they're gone. Do you think that we have the right people around Zach Wilson and Mike LaFleur and Rob Calabrese to help him take the next step forward? Do you think we have the right coaches in place? No, this is finally, Joe, a coaching staff that I do trust because the, the previous coaching staff we, we were, have always been terrible. Because the reason why we haven't been good in the last recent years is because of coaching. And I guess the one last thing I'll just say before I go is because I know you're mentioning the fans about Tom Brady. You know, listen, as much as I'm happy that Brady is gone and that he won't be torturing the Jets anymore, I'm going to say this about Tom Brady. He was the best quarterback that ever played the game, and he is Mm -hmm. going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking that talk, Steve. I'll I'll give you – let's give Steve a hand, man. Let's give Steve a hand. You talk that talk. All right. Again, y'all doing a little too much. I don't pay y'all for that. You know, just a couple seconds, and then shut it down. You know, I don't. I don't pay y'all for all the claps. Too much. Too many claps. Y'all just clapping for free. I'm not gonna pay you that much. But listen, Steve, you you talk that talk tonight, man. You really talk that talk. And you're right, Tom Brady. Again, we can't stand him. You know, he, 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 he worked us over quite a bit when he was in that Patriots uniform, and then he was able to go elsewhere and win. But he, you know, he's one of the greatest to ever do it, the greatest to ever do it, and he definitely is going into the Hall of Fame, Steve. You brought some fire tonight, my friend. You really, really did. All right, Joe. Thank you so much, man. Have a good night. All right, Sammy, you have a good one. So you called in. He, he spoke his mind, man. Salutes to Steve. Salutes to him. So, Man, we're going to go ahead and close out the show tonight. This has been phenomenal. We've had a lot of callers, a lot of heat being spit. This offensive line, this is going to be big. Us shoring this up and finding a way to figure things out here and ensure that we properly protect our young quarterback is going to be gigantic in the progression of Zach Wilson. Because if you keep getting hit and you keep taking shots and you keep having issues with your PCL, (laughs) you're not going to grow. You know what I'm saying? So this is huge. And it's also huge as well showing up the offensive line for our running game, all right? We run, I don't know if people know this, we run a run-first offense. what it is. That's what the Niners do. They run first. They have a ton of backs. You barely know who they are. If they were walking down the street, you wouldn't even know what most of these Niners running backs look like. You wouldn't even be able to know their names. But they're running for a ton of yards over there, and they're getting places doing that. They're competing in the playoffs. They're pushing, you know, to, win, to, to be in positions to win Super Bowls. They're going to continue to do, continuously do that because their, rest, their running game is so dominant over there. And we've got to develop something like that here, and it starts up front. they got Trent Williams over there with the Niners. they got other great offensive linemen. We have to do something like that here. We have to fortify our front and protect, man. We've got to do that. We've got to do that. Salute to GVH. GVH says, well done, LBJ, a true man of the people. Salutes to you, my friend. And, again, salutes to all the savages, man. Salutes to y'all. So I'm going to go ahead and go and close out the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page 
Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge. And let me tell you something. I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. I'm just saying, Makai Beckett was injured this year. Right? If you want to look at the Jets' offensive line and you want to say, hey, who's the strongest offensive lineman that we have? Who's the best? Kind of hard not to say Elijah Vera Tucker. Just saying, you know. And when you say Elijah Vera Tucker, you got to say that these USC guys are taking over. Fight on. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying much, but you know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, so you go ahead and troll me. I'll troll you right back on there as well. The show's page is at the Long Beach Joe at the Long Beach Joe. All right, go ahead and follow that page. I'll follow you right back. And again. We can go back and forth and talk about the Jets and all that stuff. And if you want to check out all of my content and watch the show live, I'm on YouTube as well, okay? Go to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Hit that subscription button, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? And if you want to troll me over there, no issues. I'll troll you right back, too. Go ahead and comment. I'll comment back, and, and we'll go back and forth, all right? And I'll troll you in the comments. No issues whatsoever. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone that will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for taking the time out of your day to listen and call into the show. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you again for calling in and taking the time to listen to the show. You folks are the absolute greatest, all right? You folks have a good one. Peace.